0: The Linda Steele Show continues on News Talk 980 CKNW, now in HD. Discover the difference at cknw.com. Well, all eyes are on Apple this week as it's fighting an order to give the FBI access to a locked iPhone that was used by one of the San Bernardino terrorists. And the battle has really launched a national debate over digital privacy rights and whether they trump national security concerns. Denny Gagnon is a former police officer, now a private investigator and president of BCSI Investigations based in West Vancouver. He joins me in studio now to talk about this. Hey, Denny. Yeah, good afternoon. So as a former police officer, where do you stand on this?
1: Uh, At this point, I'm about 50-50. I'm looking at the... The decisions coming in, I'm analyzing it. I'm looking at when I was a police officer and what I had to do to apply for a search warrant to get access to information and or materials. And, um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I would like to consider the extent of the crime, you know, and I you know... How much of a crime it is before we start opening up, you know, the privacy issue and so on and going into the iPhones.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I kind of I'm torn, too, because I sort of think if it's a terrorism thing, I don't know. It wasn't even his phone. It was his employer's phone. I don't know about that. I can see why people are concerned. But part of the problem here is that the laws really haven't kept up with technology.
1: It's exactly it's my first point here. The laws have not kept up with technology. And that's a huge problem at the moment. There's also the privacy versus enforcement. We deal with this every day. BC has very strong privacy laws. But, you know, let's, for example, we have access to the iPhone. It's not only unlocking it, they want to create a software. So if those hackers access this software, then anybody's phone could be open. They can start selling the software that opens the iPhones. So it's not only unlocking it, it's creating a software, and I think that's one of the major issues.
0: But I thought one of the things was they were saying, okay, well, Apple could create the software, they could go in, they could unlock this one phone, then they could blow up the software. But I guess the issue is if, if it exists, uh, it's out there, someone else could grab it, right?
1: Yeah, as well, yeah. Anybody can grab, uh, you know, for a profit. You know, anything can be accessible the encryption is also a problem you know how how far do we go with encryption Encryption we can't open so there's often a need to open encryption Um, the the, the brand damage of Apple you know Mm -hmm. if Apple opens it I know Mr. Gates really wants Apple to open the iPhone and access it but There could be a bit of a gain maybe for Microsoft in regards to doing that. So it's a very complex issue. It's not black and white. It's very gray.
0: Yeah. In a way, it's tough for Apple because they have to stand up first for their own customers who need to know that their privacy is protected. But at the same time, when you're dealing with this horrific act of terrorism where a lot of people lost their lives, you can see how there's people on the other side of the fence. So for God's sakes, you know, just unlock that phone.
1: Yeah, and then you throw in the law, you throw in the case law, you throw in the precedent, you throw in the Fourth Amendment, you throw in the Charter of Rights and Freedom. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to be considered. Each country has their own laws. So if you open one in Canada or in the United States, does it? can you open one in Russia and China? So it's it's not as easy as saying, like, let's open it and get the information. The grounds would have to be very, very strong, in my view, to, get, to have access to the phone. Same thing as a search warrant. You can't just ask for information that however you want, so the state can accept everything. On the other end, I'm thorn because I would like to have access to um, items or evidence when it helps my case. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence at the moment.
0: So should there ever be a line? Is there a type of crime like terrorism where we should draw the line and say in these cases it would be acceptable to do this?
1: I think, you know, in the United States or Canada, if it's an offense that, uh, an indictable offense or an offense that has, you know, uh, that is a serious offense, such as murder or terrorism and so on, I think the grounds, as long as the grounds are justified and the burden should be extremely high then I believe that, you know, uh, it should be open. But opening and and creating a software, those are two different issues as well. Mm -hmm. So that's basically where I stand on the issue.
0: And the problem, as we mentioned earlier, is that the laws have not kept up with technology, which is, you know, running away and changing and developing and, and becoming something new, morphing into something new almost on a weekly, monthly basis. How could the laws ever keep up with what we might see technology doing, say, five years from now?
1: In my view, they can't at the moment. They're always going to be on the catch-up. And like I said, when we start getting precedence on Internet conviction, on Internet crime, on you know, anything to do with bullying online and being able to locate those, those individuals or, or, or those Facebooks of the world or those, you know, any of those social networks that open when a crime has been committed, then we may make some progress. At this point, we haven't reached... That, that crucial point where it will give us the, those judgment and those case laws to be able to move forward, in my view.
0: And on the one hand, I'm kind of impressed that the iPhone is so uh, locked down that even the FBI can't get into it. I mean, who knew that the technology, that encryption was such that even the experts, you know, the world experts couldn't hack into it?
1: That's very, very interesting. And I think that's also very frustrating for the FBI, because they have been saying, like, we can, you know, we have access to a lot of technology. But at this point, they have limited technology, because the technology is even ahead of them. And if the technology is ahead of the FBI, you can expect, you know, individuals that have problems with online and bullying and fraud and so on, you can see where they stand.
0: Well, yeah, and then there comes a point, too, right, where what if it's really a matter of national security where you have uh, maybe another country, nuclear weapons, some information you want? I mean, when do they draw the line? I wonder, you'd think in this case, being terrorism and the loss of life, that that might have been it, but it sounds like Apple's going to stand its ground on this one.
1: Yeah, I think the, nice, the thing about Apple standing is, is ground, their grounds is that that will expose the issue. They'll do their argument. And then the government is going to do their argument, and it's going to really open for discussion. And I think that's one of the critical things, that we can make a better analysis if we have the facts on each side. And then once we have the analysis, then they can draw a law mm-hmm. and, 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 and so on. But I don't think we're going to be there tomorrow. I think it's on for quite a battle.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. We're going to see what happens with this one. Okay, well, interesting uh, debate. Thanks so much for coming in. This you're is uh, Denis Gagnon president of BCSI Investigations based in West Vancouver. What do you think? Is Apple right? Do you think the FBI should get access to that uh, phone and software to unlock it? Send me an email, Linda at cknw.com, or leave a message on my listener line, 604-331-2777. Love to know what you think. I'm really torn on this one.